0: are back. This is Quintus Curtius and welcome back to the Fortress of the Mind podcast and I'm very pleased to have with me today a very well-known figure in the mixed martial arts world, Carlo Prater, who is with us here from Brasilia, Brazil. Carlo, are you there?
1: Yes, sir, I sure am.
0: Oh, fantastic. Well, Carlo, we're really, really pleased to have you with us today and and looking forward to a a great uh, discussion on, on a lot of different things. But, um, you know uh, uh I guess the first thing I wanted to do was just to ask you to maybe tell us a little bit about yourself. you have a, a really unique background, and we were talking a little bit about that before we started uh recording here and uh give it what was so you were you were born in brazil right is that is that that's kind of what I understand right
1: yeah, that's true. I was born in brazil um my parents were American missionaries uh, at the time, wow. and uh, yeah, so it's sort of like being a an army brat or a military brat, navy brat. Uh, you get moved around, you know, every two, three, four years, and uh, so I spent my early childhood up until about I was about seven years old, I in here in uh, Brazil, uh, in Brasilia specifically, and then I uh, moved to the United States and bounced around there, um, and then in 1998, when I was seven. Actually, when I was sixteen, I moved back uh, to Brasilia, and wow. uh, and uh, I finished up high school down here. And then uh, in two thousand two, um, I went back up to the states and. Uh, uh, lived there for several years and then came back in 2006 and have been uh, living here ever since. And uh, I had a boy and and then I had another girl. And so I've been down here. This has been my home base for a while. I go back to the States about once or twice uh, a year, usually for fighting, for fights and and training camps and stuff. So – uh, a couple times, uh, I've also gone just for uh, you know uh, family visits and and to see old friends. Uh, I also lived in the states in 2009, all wow. the way to the early part of 2011. I, I tried uh, stint working uh, uh, for my grandfather in Central Texas. So um, I've been back and forth uh, from Brazil to the states uh, several times over the last uh, you know decade or so. But I've been living here in Brasilia uh, pretty much nonstop since about 2006.
0: Wow. Yeah. You know, Bra- Brasilia, I've, I've only been there once, you know, I, I stopped at a, and it was, I, I wouldn't even say that I visited the city, but uh, during a flight I had to stop there at the airport and, uh, it's just a very nice airport, you know, man. i mean, the, the, and the way the people, the way the people talk there is <laughs> is noticeably different from how they speak in, in Rio. And, and, uh, I just thought that was, um, I've got to go and actually check out the place I know, you know, it's famous just for like government buildings and stuff, but um, I'm sure it's got a lot, you know, just like any city, there's a lot going on there. Uh, yeah, but, for um, sure. yeah, but, you know, tell us, uh, you know, I'm just, cu- I'm always curious, uh, you know, when people are accomplished in a field like you are, you know, you're, you're certainly in a I mean, you've been, uh, you know, you've been fighting for many years and you've got just, you know, a huge number of fights under your belt. How, how did you How did you first get started in the martial arts world? Was it something that, you know, was introduced to you by somebody else? Or did you just discover it on your own? I mean, how, walk me through that. How that happened.
1: Well, um, in 1993, early part of 1993, uh, my I was living with my dad in Texas, and uh, he got a job offer in uh, Oklahoma City, and uh, we moved up there. And uh, in 1993, I had my first interaction with uh, uh, wrestling. I went to the sixth grade, and uh, wow. uh, to get involved in some sort of yeah, to get involved in some sort of uh, after-school activity, I uh, started wrestling. And, of course, I was horrible because in Oklahoma, you know, kids start out. They're three, four, five, six years old doing peewee wrestling. So I was getting wow. pinned and slammed and fucked up, <laughs> and uh, you know, as is customary. Oh, yeah, like <laughs> this, we all did, right? Yes, of course. And uh, and uh, anyways, I, I, I fell in love with the actual sport of wrestling. But then about two summers later, I was uh, – I think I was in the eighth grade and uh, I saw – I was – uh, on summer vacation you know staying with some relatives in texas and uh i by chance saw some uh, old vhs uh, videos at a, 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 a you know a hastings one of those uh you know sort of magazines slash you know uh, people used to rent videos back in the days um you know laser discs and videos and shit oh, like yeah. that. oh yeah
0: oh i remember those oh, yeah. days
1: well <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah. yeah and i i stumbled upon the first uh, ufc's uh, ultimate fighting championships and, Of course, I right off the right off the bat, I identified with little little old skinny Hoist Gracie. You know, I'm sitting there thinking to myself, "Oh, this guy's Brazilian. I'm Brazilian," and you know, uh, just I identified a lot with uh, with that, and uh, I sort of got hooked. And so when I went back for school uh, that uh, you know that uh, late summer to start the fall semester, I I found the, the closest thing to Brazilian Jiu Jitsu uh, Academy that I could at that time, which was a judo judo uh, school gym. This was in 1995 and uh, late 1995, and I started training and I haven't stopped since. And you know, That's I've, I've cool. been, all, yeah, I've been all around the world training and fighting, and but it all really started because, um, uh, well, I had an interest in wrestling, but I'd say it all started like uh, for a lot of guys uh, in the '90s generation, just watching those first couple of UFCs, uh, Hoist Gracie, and uh, some of the yeah. early early fighters marco huas was also uh instrumental in in uh, lighting that that fire uh you know in in me and uh i don't know over the years i've i've found many many trainers that i've worked with they just said that i you know i'm different that i'm i'm a very competitive guy by nature i was sort of born for this you know and uh yeah. I, honestly uh there there's got to be some truth to that i mean you know I'm either, I'm either quite uh, sadistic or, you know, at, at some point, you know, a little bit crazier off to still <laughs> no, arts. I love it so much. I just can't, I, I just can't go a day without training. I love martial arts and I love the discipline. I love everything about it, you know, and, uh, it's, it's such so a
0: great, it, it's, it's such a, I mean, I'm not, I, I'm not a practitioner of martial arts, uh, Carlo, but, right. uh, you know, I, I, I have such a high re- level of respect for, for guys like you who are, because w- I mean, what I can recognize is, uh, just it's utility in life. You know, I, I just, I just recently just did an article yesterday on the armor called the armor of virtue. And the, the, one of the philosophers, the quote at the beginning, he actually went to a, a, you know, a boxing match and he made an analogy of, of being able to take blows, to take hits, to take punches is just so important in life. And that's why I just think any, all guys should be, uh, Doing some, some form of contact sport, you know, it's just so, it's just so critical. Hello.
1: Hello. Still there? Yes, sir. I am.
0: All right. Hey, listen, let's pick up here where we left off. All right. So, you know, again, guys like me who are who are just observers to martial arts, even even we can recognize the the real or at least I can recognize the the real value. And I know just what limited experience I have just, you know, in the military, just the Marine Corps, just just getting hit i tell say the world becomes a very different place once you take a shot to the face. <laughs> a theory theory, everybody has a theory about this or that, but when somebody, cr- when you get a, a pugil stick crashing against your head, that, that clarifies things in a way that all the verbiage in the world does not. <laughs> and, exactly. And, and suddenly you realize that, you know, you can't, you know, there's certain things you can't fake certain things in life. You can't fake and either you're going to – and that's why I think there's so many – we talk about these wish dudes out there because so none of them have ever had to test their bullshit. They can say whatever they want. Nobody calls them on it. But you know what? If, if, you're, if you're forced to, to take a position and defend it physically, suddenly you become a lot more polite you become a lot more respectful you become a lot more understanding and that's why like i want the paradox one of the things i've noticed about fighters is they're some of the nicest people in the world because they know that being a dick it does nothing it means nothing you know that's true. and
1: have you noticed that i mean what what do you think absolutely absolutely quintus uh, it, it's like this uh fighting it, it, the the actual fighting itself that's that's what I'm in it for but over the course of you know my 20 year almost uh professional career I've met you know the the greatest of the great and the worst of the worst I've met some horrible horrible people who have who you know backstabbed and and yeah. uh you know just treacherous people uh and then I've also met incredibly virtuous simple and noble people as well so You know, it's sort of a microcosm of life itself. But let me tell you one thing that that uh, fighting has taught me is that, you know, when when it's all said and done, uh, you know, it's not about if you win or if you lost uh, a a certain fight. But because at the end of it, uh, there's I I don't know. I'd say point zero 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 one percent of all actual prize fighters on earth are going to be are going to retire undefeated and even if they were to do that wow. they wouldn't be the best you're never going to be the best it's about being your best and there is no yeah. true world champion because that's all so theoretical arbitrary you know? yeah it's arbitrary it's, and subjective yeah. and it's very theoretical what we have to look for we have to look for something greater we have to be the you know i have to treat each time i go out there try to be a better uh, prize fighter be a better carlo prater fighter the fighter. Uh, neo prater each time i go out it's not about yeah. trying to win a world championship how many uh, incredible athletes or incredible combat athletes will never get their chance quite simply because they never had the the right exactly. people to introduce it's them to so the right arbitrary people. dude yeah it's, it's, so, it's arbitrary yeah. it's like life itself so i think there's got to be a a, a a larger search in all this it's not about getting you know popularity or, you know, uh, even money, which would, would be great. I think that's what we're all in it for it, it. And, you know, at the end is try to try to, you know, do well for ourselves financially from this, but at the end of it, uh, you know, there's gotta be a, a, a sort of a, a, a pride, the prize is gotta be pride itself. You know, you're proud of, you always, went out there and you did your best and you tried to put on the best performance, best fight you could each and every time and winning your fights. Sometimes that happens, sometimes it doesn't. But the main the you know the will has to be sovereign. The will to win the will to fight and keep marching forward has to be the, the main motivation in this, it can't just be about the Benjamins or any of that shit, you know, popularity or, you know, uh, uh quote unquote, uh, a gold strap. I mean, some of these promotions nowadays yeah. are making up, uh, divisions and making up. <laughs> and so it's just so arbitrary. It's sort of like yeah. boxing is, you know, there's, you know, at least four governing bodies that, that uh, a person can claim that they are the world champion and that's across, you know, 12 plus weight classes. So how many world champions in the world are there? There's either, uh, there's, there are numerous world champions. It's very yeah. arbitrary. It's not about yeah. that. It shouldn't be about that. It should be about being the best fighter that you can be Uh, in regards to the way I look at, you know, my own personal uh relationship with, you know, professional mixed martial arts, but yeah. martial arts in general, uh, I think are another great tool to, you know, like your last article on fortress was talking about Philo of Alexandria, how he likened, you know, the combat art arts yeah. and uh, pancratium uh to being a blacksmithing of one soul. I mean, yeah. it, you know, it, it, it. once again, I'm going to go back to that quote from, uh, you know, Fight Club, one of the, the greatest all-time <laughs> dude movies in the world. Oh, yeah. I, you know, I'm a real big fan of, of David Fincher's work in that movie. It's just every time I watch it, I probably so watch it 30 times. It's so awesome. It's you, yeah, so you can awesome. pick up something in between the lines, uh, and, it, and it translates to life so well. But, but one of the, you know, great lines in that film is, you know, what – how much can you know about yourself if you've never, if you've never been in a fight? And that's, yeah. you know, that's uh symbolic in a lot of ways. A fight can be anything. It can be a struggle. Uh, it doesn't have to necessarily mean fisticuffs, but that's, that's something that is lacking in modern day, uh, life for a lot of people. Yeah. Things have come, come along so quickly and progress so quickly. I mean, hell, I was born in 81 and from 81 to about 1991, I, <laughs> you know i don't yeah. know how much progress there was around me but i didn't see it and from 91 to 2001 that was quite a bit of progress i remember getting on the internet the first several times in 1995 and yeah and uh, looking looking up where the local jujitsu gyms were around me so i could start training and and sure enough from 2001 to 2011 forget about oh, it now we're yeah. and, and yeah. now from 2011 on it's just gotten ridiculous so what what am i trying to say yeah. with that it, it's it's you know, we've got more tools and more uh comforts, more creature comforts than we've ever had in in the history of human existence. But I think in a lot of ways, men have devolved, not even men, oh, yeah, just you man, know, absolutely. humans have devolved because of our excess of comfort. We we right. we, exactly. we lack we lack that struggle, we lack that uh you know that 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 harshness of life. And I'm not to say that that's not to say that i'm i'm one that i want to suffer i'm just saying that a little bit of suffering here and there is right. not a bad thing it's actually no, a good they
0: th- need it, it, it carlo i mean we're on the same I, i've been talking about this you know for so many years I mean, the moral basically it's 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 moral corruption physical degeneration moral corruption because it's brought on by wealth, luxury, the, the feminization of society, the, the, Absolutely. I mean, we, you know, we joke about it on Twitter, you know, you and I joke about it and, you know, but soy you and know, but these, these analogies there, even though they may be said in joking ways, there's a, there's a, a real, obviously, I mean, we all, we all know what the lesson is behind it. It's, it's based on truth exactly. and we've got to shame guys into getting back in the ring and getting in there, getting on the mat you know they they would be they would um, more good would come if they had their asses bounced around a goddamn dojo and uh got a bloody nose than all the theory and all the 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 nonsense all the internet drama in in the world and you know that, and I know that, and it doesn't matter like you said whether you win or lose. that's not the issue. The issue is you've got to that would cure so much of this nonsense that we see out there now. Absolutely. It, it really would. And, and it's, it's, it's a real crime. What's being done to what's being done to men in general, but to society, I, I, I think all, as well, it's, it's because the price of this is going to be paid. We're seeing it. You're going to see it in your lifetime. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm no, I'm going to see it in my lifetime. There's going to be a very, very high price. And we're, we're, we're going to, you're, you're, you're going to you know, what form it ultimately takes. We don't know, but there's going to be a very, very high price paid for all this
1: absolutely i mean if you look at the history of the united states of america you have to think about uh, and and i once again i go back to america because that's one of the things that that you know that binds you and i We're both americans
0: right. and
1: although i wasn't american born i mean you just you know talk to me for 20 seconds you, you you'll see i'm american <laughs> through. but right. and i'm proud of that i've been a, an ambassador for america in, in a lot of ways uh, over the last you know 20 plus years of, of my living, you know, abroad, I, I would hope to have been, uh, you know, as good an ambassador as possible. But what am I trying to say? I'm trying to say, if you look at the history of the United States of America and the way it was founded, the, the absolute struggle, the, the, you know, the United States of America was, was formed from an idea. It was, it was formed from an, an, an idealism, uh, That's juxtaposed with Brazil, which was, for instance, just one of many, uh, the dozens, if not hundreds, of countries around the world that were then formed after the formation of the United States of America. But Brazil was formed uh, for exploitation, you know, and the United States was formed for an ideal. Uh, There were people that were tired of, uh, you know, uh, bowing down to the Anglican Church. And they wanted to, you know, right. uh, uh, worship as they seemed, you know, as they deemed, uh, uh, uh you know, necessary. And so, right. what did they do? They they packed up all their shit and they got in a couple of, <laughs> you know, a couple of, you right. know, uh, spotty, shoddy ass, sketchy ass boats and went across the, you know, the the high seas of the most, you know, the most uh, brutal of seas in the world, you know, the Northern Atlantic, and they they skipped across the pond. And shit, they they didn't even know where they were going to land. They just went yeah. on a on a limb. They went off God's will. And I mean, if you just look at that alone, and then you know, uh, the, the 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 first the, the first colonizers that stayed um, and and didn't go back and and didn't push out, but they pushed on and they persevered, and they had to deal with you know pestilence and natives and you know even I, I mean all sorts of you know, at this time in the fifteen hundreds, shit, fifteen hundred. Yeah.
0: You, yeah. Said, you know. Oh shit. You know. oh, 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 oh how. how, how I think I think we're losing our connection here.
1: How are thou has forsaken us, sir? You know, I mean, we're we're trying, God, but you're just giving us. Can you hear me, okay, man? You know. So, oh, you know, oh, good, good. Mosquitoes and and the natives are are are
0: are are, are, are. Hey, You know, Carl, One of the questions I was going to ask you, man, how did you get this nickname, Neo, or the one? How there's got to be a story behind that. <laughs> there's got to be
1: a, a good story behind that. Uh. Honestly, that is, uh, you know, (laughs) in 2002, I went. I was uh, I I went to Thailand in 2000, and then I went back a year later in 2001, and I was 18 and 19, respectively, at that time. And uh, when I when I came back to Brazil in 2001 after staying in Thailand for about six months, I came back. And, uh, I, I, started watching, uh, you know, I got right back into my usual routine of watching, you know, UFC right. and, and, and the, the big events that were going on at the time. And I saw this guy named Eve Edwards fight and, uh, on, on a TV, uh, you know, on, in a UFC at the time. And I just was like, man, that, that guy's got the style. That's, that's the kind of style I want to emulate and everything. And so I, I, saw on the map that he was based out of the Woodlands, Texas, and that, that was close to where my mom was living at the time. So um, I took my mom up on an offer to go out there and I, you know, I hadn't lived with her since I was a, a boy. And uh, she said she could, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, help me out finding a place and uh, right. uh, sort of set me up if I were to ever come. So I said, you know what, I'll take you up on it. So in 2002, I went up to the U S and, uh, first weekend I was there, I, I borrowed a car and I drove down to Houston right outside of Houston. And I showed up at Eve Edwards, gym door. And, uh, at the time there were still yellow pages and I, I looked in the yellow pages <laughs> of Houston, Yeah. and I, and I saw where his gym was. And, uh, I called him up out of the blue and he said, yeah, if you're interested, we got sparring today, come on out and this and that. And so I showed up, we sparred. And right from that day, he was like, you know, he was, he was all about me, man. And I was all about him. And, uh, he wow. gave me that moniker Neo right afterwards. So that comes from Eve Edwards, um, yeah, the great Eve Edwards. You know, he's fought in nice. every single huge organization on planet Earth. He's one of the, the greatest fighters in the history of MMA so far as I'm concerned. But he he took me under his wing and sort of a mentor to me and a trainer, training partner, and just an all-around incredible person. But really? he gave me that nickname in 2002. I really don't even know why. I, I – he, he he. was really big into the Matrix, as was I, but you know, and, and the allegory behind it and everything. But right. he was just like, you know, you're you're the one, you're the one. So I don't that's know. Great, it just man. stuck, and uh, I, you know, I've ran with it for what going on on seventeen years now. So yeah, that's the story behind
0: that well, it's a great, it's a great nickname, Carlo. Um, hello. Fuck man. God damn it. Still there, man.
1: What I was trying to say earlier was, you know, I honestly don't see it getting any better before it gets really, really worse. The reason is because if you look at popular culture nowadays, yeah, look yeah. at, Look at, look at who, who are our quote-unquote <laughs> idols. I mean, right. look at the, 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 the music coming out nowadays. It's, it's just recycled uh, beats and garbage singing. Okay.
0: Oh, it's awful. It's Wh- awful.
1: There is no musicality. There is no harmony. There is no original thought or creation going into any of the shit nowadays. It is just computer uh, 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 blips and bleeps and noises and shit. I know, I know. Listen, I love electronic music. I'm not bagging on that. I'm just saying – the the pop it has bullshit. no
0: soul to it. it has no soul it's empty is what you're Absolutely. saying.
1: Absolutely well well the pop bullshit that we are spoon fed by you know even the big radio stations down here uh playing fucking Myrie, Miley Cyrus and you know uh. Lady Gaga and and you know these these uh these new male little soy boy <laughs> dudes that that you know are are singers nowadays. I mean if you look at the top forty <laughs> I mean half of them are LGBT straight oh, up, and not is. even – I mean I'm not, I'm not even trying to – I'm not attacking anybody's sexuality because I truly do believe that whatever goes on in your bedroom, that's your business. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm libertarian as, as far as I'm concerned socially. I don't give a fuck about anybody else's sexuality. As long as you don't touch kids, I won't touch you. Right. right. (laughs) I I don't give a fuck. You know, honestly, I care less about anybody else's sexuality. It has nothing to do. I am not a homophobe, never have been, never will be. But what I'm trying to say is we see a push nowadays. Okay. Huge corporations. Okay. Pandering to to traditional
0: masculinity. Right. Absolutely.
1: And well, here's the thing. the 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 trans movement and the the lgbt you know uh, apologists have been able to exploit a very very important factor in in their 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 lust for uh social ascension which is the marketplace and you know what you know what is a huge fucking market billions literally billions of people on earth and if you look at it in a skewed LGBT way, if you turn them all gay or in, in some way, you know, uh, uh anti-family, well, you know what? They have a whole lot, of, a lot of expendable income to spend on shit that you can sell them. So that's why the, you, we see a lot of these corporations pandering to the LGBT, uh, you know, a uh, market. And, uh, and we see that in, in pop music as well. We see this gender bending fucking, you know, horror nice. culture twerking and 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 just yeah was it just it ties into all the it ties into and and lady fucking gaga and cardi b or whatever (laughs) these fucking whores man listen these are whores of babylon and you know what i'm talking about i'm not even trying to attack them personally i'm just saying look their culture and what they are putting on the on the television they're getting on our fucking knees and then they're they're you know they're swagging their anus in everybody's face, and they're they're trying to make that as if that's I know, I know. that's Normal. beautiful oh, that's and that's no, creative. It, it
0: must be very d-
1: fuck that. That's not brave at all. That's the no, least no, no. form of bravery there is. Is using your you know your anus to try to you know uh, 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 pander to other people who I are I, very. Carlo, believe me but be, you, would you know, be, popular culture it, it, it there's no limit to these people's degeneracy <laughs> I know.
0: It's ridiculous. You know, the, carlo you would be surprised i mean i uh, you probably too young to remember this but uh maybe not but i mean in the in the 80s there was a time when the tv networks were controlled by three and it was a big you couldn't even use foul language you couldn't even use foul language like if you look at some of the dating shows from like the 80s like you couldn't even get into the specifics of what happened on a date like you couldn't talk about any I mean and now it's like you said they just they're not again it's not about there's a difference between tolerance and and pushing stuff Oh absolutely most people are most people are just like you. Like they they they're like okay live and let live. I don't wanna know. Do what you're gonna do. I don't wanna know about it. I don't wanna hear non-invasive libertarian but but, when when they're put when they're making it where you have to you have to endure you have to love it. You have you have that, bro straight up, you know you have to join along you have to get on the bandwagon and praise these complete freaks. You know, the average person is going to be like, "Hey, I didn't sign up for this. Or where, what the hell happened here?" You know, I thought, you know, I, uh, I thought, I, I thought I could just, you know, go with the flow, and I thought I could, but it's never enough. You have to then, and this is where I think most people, it's, it's, you know, it's not enough. Like they, they want to abolish. And dude, it's, it's getting worse because, and I've written about this. I'm even afraid they're going to start like going back and censoring old books, and, and it's already started. And trying and they, to delete things, they, trying to
1: destroy. Listen, like, they've torn away. down statues. They've I torn know. down statues in the Carolinas. Right. They you don't. Know, Andrew they Jackson know. and right. and you know even Jefferson's been attacked. Listen, they don't You even start even going they after the founding happens. fathers. I you know. start going after the founding fathers. That's straight up anti-American. Yeah, Fuck where that.
0: It where does it end? It it never ends because right then then you have to interpret every every historical figure has to be interpreted through this lens. Of modern political correctness and who's going to survive that scrutiny no one is going to be able to survive that so it's a way it's the way of deleting
1: history well you're right brother and and i mean look i was reading your stuff when you were on uh return of kings you know four or five years ago was the first time i started getting into uh, you know the return of kings and a lot of a lot of other sites, but I, I saw a lot of your articles, and I really liked your your own, your, your return to neo stoicism and everything. But think about even like a guy like you know your acquaintance and your 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 colleague Roosh. He's been attacked. I mean, left, right, up, down, front, back. You know, probably to his financial betterment. It actually probably val- you know evaluated his brand more than anything. But at the same time, look, they they've done big, digital book burnings of his already. We're not that far off, Quintus. Here in a bit, people will go and uh, burn "quote unquote" you know digitally a uh, 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 literature that was written in times where you know right. slavery was rampant, or you know uh, traditional heterosexual gender constructs were the norm. People are going to start attacking that shit just because they're they're sick of fucking having to read about it in their I third know, grade history class. It's unbelievable, man. They're trying to rewrite history. Look, you know, life imitates art, which imitates life itself. And and a lot of these uh, uh, books that 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 have been written over the last hundred years, really incredible books, you know, namely Orwell and Huxley coming along with Brave New World and 1984. And then, you know, also Fahrenheit 451 was really good talking about the book burning and how the most, you know, most important and most powerful uh uh you know weapon of the populace of the people are ideas themselves well right. that's what they're coming after right now no
0: it is there's, no there's no doubt about it because they it doesn't because they don't uh, the the they don't want people to even have a historical memory unbelievable you know? and it's and but look, we all know look we all know you know, it gets, it definitely gets us, gets people upset. Any normal person gets upset about the question is, how do you deal? I think the best way to deal with it is kind of what we've talked about is you've got to, especially if you have a a son or a daughter and you want them to grow up in a healthy, you've got to educate them on your own. You've got to, the schools are at best are going to be, uh, I mean, the best you can hope for from the public schools is just not to not to ruin your your you've got to you've got to do it on your own because if you don't give them the the uh the education the 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 discipline the the character they're not going to learn it i mean you you've got to do it yourself don't you think i mean that's
1: absolutely listen i have two children all right and my boy is 12 and i i i've always uh made it a point to pay for his education here in brazil there's a very Uh, Let me give you a little background. Here in Brazil, it's not that far off from the United States. It's not common core. Here, it's even a little bit more radicalized uh, in line with some Marxist precepts mainly that were distilled through some very famous educators on a national level in the 50s and 60s. Uh, His name was Paulo Freire and he institutionalized uh, across the Brazilian public uh, education system this sort of leftist um, resistance mindset. And I've always, uh, since my boy was born in 2007, and uh, he he started going to school in about 2011, and I always made it a point to know we're going to private school this boy. And in 2013, we moved him to a Catholic school. And the reason is... Uh, whether I'm Catholic or not, I absolutely identify with Christianity, and uh, whether I'm I'm a practicing Christian and baptized and all this and that, it doesn't matter. I I, I identify with the precepts that are taught in sure. the Bible and and traditional Christianity, and let me tell you, if it weren't for that, I don't know what kind of son I would have right now. Thanks to that, though, I have the kind of son who can, I'll be you know riding right. with him in the car and that's great he'll nudge me in the side and point out to his right. And, you know, there's a, a little slew of little, you know, soy boys uh, with some beers yeah. in their hand, just sort of smoking some, you know, a uh, uh, hashish cigarette over on the sidewalk. And he'll look at me and he'll just, he'll just shake his head. You're and he'll lost. go soy, Saja, you know, and so, <laughs> I'm, 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 you know, I'm red pilling a little boy right now who's going to make a difference in the world. And that's, that's all great. that we can do. That's all that we can do. I, my little girl I'm going to treat uh, you know I'm, I'm going to raise her in a traditional manner to where she doesn't have to you know use her sexuality in any way whether that's subversively or openly or anyway she she's just going to have to you know use her own merits and not have to you know, get on all all fours and look back at the camera and, and twerk that asshole, girl, yeah, yeah. It's ridiculous. What kind of culture are people uh, letting their kids uh, uh, watch on fucking MTV or on ABC, CBS, NPC at night? It's unbelievable. If I were in the States right now, I don't know what I would be doing because I, the, the thing is, you would, Your original cre- question when we started this interview was, what are some of the things that you see happening in the states that you do- dislike? That's about it right there, this sort of mass undoing of the conservative, not even conservative, but the traditional precepts that were uh, fundamental.
0: what sort of uh, environment that your son and daughter are exposed to that's the key thing that's how <laughs> that's how we're going to change things we've got absolutely put good influences we've got to get positive good influence good good educational environments good books good, we have to counteract the the negative you know corrupt degenerate environment that's out there with 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 good and good things there's no other way absolutely I mean, you know, and, you know, even if it's even if it sometimes feels like it's a you're you're it's a, you know, a, a snowball against an avalanche. You've got to do something. You can't just accept it. You cannot you just can't accept it. You know, there's a point at which I just Absolutely. said, I'm not going to I'm not going to sit here and listen to somebody lecture me about how all these great historical figures are all evil and bad. And I and, know and I don't know. I, I don't accept that. I don't accept that. And we're not going to roll over. I like don't the,
1: either, man. Like and that's did. the only way we have to. Yeah. Right. Yeah. exactly. That we'll see. Here's the thing. You know, it, once again, we, we. Come back to that sort of analogy, you know, hard times make hard men, soft times make soft men. Well, the boomer generation, which is, you know, oh, it, the it's, worst. It, it's being targeted more and more by, you know, funny ass people <laughs> online yeah. that are sort of anti and anti-soy but you know uh, let me tell you something there there were a lot of good things that, that did come from the boomer generation but the boomer generation wanting to or not they were the generation that literally did come from a very pent-up uh you know pent-up uh, uh you know instinct for survival of the previous yeah. generation which was war-torn and which was you know used to very dire straits at the very best so the boomer generation came out and all of a sudden you know Hell, there, there were white picket fences, and there were you know yeah. drive-throughs, and 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 poodle skirts, and and you right. know, and 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 white walled tires and shit, you know, car hops. Mm-hmm. And
0: but then they, they allowed in all and this other Barry. shit. Oh my god! You
1: right. know, and and allowed too much. Allowed too, too much, and too that's when it went all downhill. And you've seen it, it's sort of that also. So that analogy of once you let the cows out of the corral, it's really hard to get them back in. Well, yeah. how are we going to put, you know, how are we going to correct these these over corrections for previous, you know, uh, over, uh, 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 you know, societal norms, which people s- s- construe, uh, you know, the, the up until the 1960s is and. Uh, uh, you know, America is being you know so you know, uh, Puritan and and conservative. Well, how do we get back to that era? Uh, now we just can't. That you know, you can't get yeah. the co- cows to go back into the corral. They're Not until they see
0: now. the necessity of it. Well, okay? once they they like their, get their Xanax,
1: hair. you know, they like their their soy lattes. Yeah. you know and they like their you know hybrid vehicles which they which don't carbon emissions whatsoever because <laughs> right. at the same time you know you're cutting your carbon emissions you're also consuming more fucking plastic and soy right. so how is that right. how is that making right. anything better it, the whole thing is man it, it's it's just ridiculous that right. people have gotten so distracted from what you know Matters. what is truly important in the in in, in in life, which is trying to be better people, each yes. one of us individually. You trying to be a better Quintus. I'm trying yes. to be a better Carlo. But if we get distracted, and we look, put on the fucking it all you know, comes we, down we, to we character. Turn on the tube each day. The, the, the box. Well, exactly. There's a there's a collective lack of, of, of character now yeah. in the world. Oh, I and, know. And that's sad. It, it really, uh, I mean, what, 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 basically, you know, resuming. What do, what do my kids have? who do they have as idols to look up to you know when i was when, in the 80s yeah. and in the early 90s i looked up to you know oh hell arnold schwarzenegger sylvester Stallone, yeah, yeah that's, uh, right. You know, <laughs> that's right that's
0: right that's Wh- right
1: who are these kids looking at now oh, there's Sheer. nobody
0: what the? there's nobody
1: the fuck is that what kind of soy is this? <laughs> and, you know,
0: oh, 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 Ed, right. Adam, Adam, Bieber, Lafine, right.
1: you know, I mean, what right. the fuck, I Neymar Junior, you know, I mean, in neck pats, <laughs> piercings all through their body and Instagram accounts oh, and all this shit. That is cool nowadays. And if um, you're just, you know, you're a run of the mill guy, you're a hard worker and you, you do what you say you're going to do, and you you, you, you know, you're just a good person through and through. There is no, ven- there's no reward. In fact, you, you get punished. There is for. no, there's no you get, exactly.
0: You get exactly. punished for exactly. Right. So,
1: the peacock culture is just that's that's what young men have to look forward to. Those are their role models. our fucking Instagram peacock soy boys. Are you fucking kidding <laughs> me? They're, I mean, I know, man. You talk I about know. taking. A trillion steps back on the evolutionary scale. I mean, ah, un- oh,
0: man, it's gonna
1: unbelievable, man. We, we, the, the, the people the people that you know. My boy is twelve, and he is, he's extremely red pilled. I'm a, I'm a, I'm very proud of that. So he doesn't have these guys as you know as 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 heroes. Like you'll say, Apollo, who's your favorite player on the on the Brazilian national teams soccer? And he'll say usually, uh, he'll say somebody like. You know, uh, uh, Luis Firmino, a guy who's just sort of a hard worker, comes in, yeah. he puts in his, uh, his sprints, he tries to shoot at goal. But it's definitely not a, a peacock like Neymar Jr. And then if you yeah. say, well, what about Neymar? He's, no, no that's awesome, Apollo. Good job. Little James yeah. here, yeah. totally fucking red-pilled on life, looking at a peacock flailing around on the ground and on Instagram, fucking saying, no, no that's, not, that's not a real jogador. The real Jogador is quiet. He doesn't have yeah. neck hats and, and uh, you know, a, a, yeah. a million-dollar car, but he's a good yes. ball player. And he gets his, yes. at, his own ass up off the pitch and runs back into the game. And try. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy at least that I'm, I'm, doing, I'm doing the best I can in my little sphere of influence. But then I look outside and, yeah. you know, I read international news and I, I, I look to the states and I see what's going on in the United States. And for all intents and purposes, it really pains me to say this, but it's almost sort of like on the verge of like a civil unrest, because you've got this identity politics is just on on everybody's, you know. Yeah, no, it's poisoned everything. It's it's, it's
0: definitely poisoned everything. It's poisoned everything. And, and you're right, it's you're absolutely right. And I I think the only way it's going to. Uh, something, something's got to change. We're going to have to, people are going to have to wake up and they're gonna, it's going to happen one way or another.
1: That's, that's all there is to it. People have to read classical literature. Get yes. Back into the Stoics, Seneca, Cicero, Dante, yeah. you know, yeah. uh, Marcus Aurelius meditations. These things have to be read and taught nowadays. But what are they reading now? Fucking oh. Solomon, you know, Frida Kahlo. So-
0: they're reading soy, soy.
1: <laughs> no, they're, reading. That. they're not even
0: not reading at reading.
1: all. They're scrolling on fucking Instagram all goddamn day. Uh, That's what's know. really disconcerting. You know, and so uh. I don't know, man. Over the last several years, I've seen just virtual takeover of, of you know, of a collective, the, the, the West. And it's not only, you know, I, I say the United States, but Brazil's no different. We're just on yeah. uh, a five to seven year lag. Whatever's going on in the states, in in about three it to filters, five years, it
0: filters down there. Yeah,
1: maybe seven at the most. It comes down to United. It comes down to Brazil. I'll never yeah. forget when, when CrossFit started coming out in the U.S. in 2006 fit. and 2007. <laughs> I, I yeah, I, I already saw that shit, and 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 I come down here in 2011. I come back to Brazil. And all of a sudden, I start seeing the first couple of boxes, boxes, CrossFit boxes, and I yeah. open up. And I'm like, well, "Well, ain't that some shit?" And then, you know, I'll I'll go you one better: food truck culture. All right, in Austin, Texas, I used to go out and see my more like when I was soy truck in on the weekends. I'd, well, <laughs> yeah, well, soy truck culture that was a big thing, <laughs> and they were great in Austin. You know, right. you could eat well, really well, for like $10, 15 dollars. And then, you know, five, six years later here, sure enough, about my first, uh, you know, food truck I ever went to was like in 2003, 2004 in Austin. Sure enough, 2010, 2011, I'm down here in Brazil. I see the first couple of food trucks coming around. And I'm like, oh, right. here we go. It, know, happens. it happens. It so happens. Well, it's really important for the, US, for, for the U.S. to get its in a row because if it it won't brazil won't and the rest of the yeah. world just no, you're right suit. you're right so well i think it's going to happen for well, the it, united it, states to take the lead you know the united states ha- as always has to take the lead and well, has to do it right
0: i think you're right i i totally agree with you carlo and it's going to happen it's just it's just a matter of uh, of when and how uh, hopefully it can be done painlessly but if not it'll have to be done painfully so it's going to happen one, one way or another but listen let's uh it's been a, uh, we're going to have to uh uh kind of wrap it up here but uh, sure, it's bro. been great it's been it's been great talking to you Carlo uh, I, you, uh, man, I, I i appreciate really, uh, it, bro we well we have to do this again we're going to, and we're we're going to do this again because sure, uh, you've, got, you've got a lot to share here so listen uh, keep the morale up uh we got to stay positive no matter how you know, negative influences are, it's important not to lose hope and to stay positive and to stay in Absolutely. there. As you know, better than anyone else, you got to keep fighting. You got to keep swinging, keep hitting him hard, keep getting in close and keep after him. And Carlo, we, we will talk again soon and, um, ciao Cara. And we will, uh, we'll talk soon.
1: All right. Thank you so much, bro. I appreciate the opportunity,
0: Quintus. Okay. Take care, Carla. We'll talk soon. Bye-bye. Take care, bro.